21st century Doing something mean to it Do it better than anybody you ever seen Do it Screams from the haters Got a nice ring to it I guess every super Hello and welcome to the Fill in the Gap podcast Part of the Vendetta Sports Podcast Network I'm Alex Philbrick and today I'm joined by two great guests, Brandon Ward and Will Philbrick. Uh, this is Brandon's first appearance, so we're glad to have him. Uh, Will was here for the first ever episode, if you remember. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Super Bowl leading up leading up to the big game, uh, Eagles versus Patriots. He's a, a legitimate, huge Eagles fan. Uh, we haven't gotten a chance to hear from him since his Super Bowl Sunday triumph. Do you still feel the euphoric feeling from Super Bowl Sunday? Oh, yeah. I haven't come down since. I, I, w- I would imagine that you haven't. Um <laughs> We have a confession to make. We already miss football uh, a lot. Even with the free agency market and draft season cranking up, we are trying to get our fantasy football fix. We all three love fantasy football a lot. It's obviously been taken from us, and the draft and free agency only help so much uh, with that fix. So we're going to be talking a little, really, actually all we're going to be talking today is about fantasy football looking ahead to next year. Um, three About three years ago, Brandon and I started a fantasy league. It is now considered among many people across the country to be the best fantasy football league in America. It's not my words, just words that I've heard. Have you heard the same things, Brandon? Oh, yeah. It's, it's all the rage. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's just it, at any moment now, it's going to really burst on the scene and become one of the most popular things in American sports, I think. Um, <laughs> but having said that, just that I'm just telling you that to to let you know that you can 100% trust our fantasy opinions. What, what, I mean, that's not too much pressure to put on you, is it, Brandon? No, definitely. Okay, good. Um, so today we wanted to look ahead, like I said, to the 2018 fantasy season. Give our way too early position rankings. So we'll go through um, each position, give our top five for the position, with the exception of defenses, because that's kind of hard to nail down, especially at this point. Uh, and kickers, because no fantasy league should have a kicker. That's a fact. That's just the end of the discussion. Um, so without without further ado, we can jump into our, our rankings. Uh, first position that we're going to talk about is running back position. Uh, it's the, it's the, probably the glamour position in, um, in fantasy. And by the way, we are looking at this from a PPR perspective. That seems to be the most um, popular scoring system in uh, fantasy football today. So that's what we use, so that's what we're, we're going off of, so have that in mind. So uh, with the running backs, I'll just go ahead and start. We're going to go five down to one. Um, so my top five running backs, looking ahead to next season, my number five, I had David Johnson. Uh, my number four, I had Kareem Hunt, led the league in rushing this past year as a rookie for the Chiefs. Uh, my number three, I have someone that's dear to my heart, Le'Veon Bell. Um, number two, I have somebody that um, burst on the scene as a rookie, had some suspension issues last year, Ezekiel Elliott for the Cowboys. And my number one, the guy who ended number one last year, Todd Gurley. Um, I, I'll let you guys go ahead and give your top five before I give like some sleepers or who barely missed my top five. We'll, then we can discuss the, the said players. Brandon, you want to go ahead? Yeah, so uh, my top five from five to one are David Johnson, Alvin Kamara, Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott and Todd Gurley, which I think we're only off one there. Yeah, it's same top three. Yeah, just number four. What yep. about you, Will? Uh, five to five to one is uh, five is Le'Veon Bell, four is Leonard Fournette, three is Ezekiel Elliott, two is Todd Gurley, and number one is Kareem Hunt. Number one, you have Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I think he's gonna repeat. Why? Yeah, why Hunt at number one? Well, I mean, 
I mean, obviously with Ezekiel Elliott, we saw him burst in the scene as a rookie, and the same thing with Kareem Hunt. But I think uh, Kareem is just explosive, and I think he can get a lot out of every play. And he's useful out of out of the backfield, and he can catch the ball and run with it too. Yeah, I, and in the Chiefs' offense, really, a running back is a pretty safe bet. If you have somebody that's as talented as Hunt, that's when you get the season that he had, I guess. Right. Um, so we have the top same. They have the same top three, Brandon. Yeah. What does that say? I mean, that's just. I think we could both testify in court as expert witnesses if there was ever a fancy football trial. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. <clears throat> one person that he was number one on pretty much every board uh, going into this past season, David Johnson obviously had the bad injury in week one and missed the rest of the season. I had him at number five. I wanted to, I wanted to put him higher. I kind of forgot about him when I did the first top five, but I added him back in. I wanted to put him higher, but with Carson Palmer – being out, the question marks at quarterback for the Cardinals, along with his injury, even though nowadays it seems like that's really not that much of a factor. What made him so great was catching the ball, and now with the quarterback question marks, I feel like that's up in the air with him fantasy-wise. Well, I feel like if they have a quarterback who isn't you know, necessarily that good, which is probably the direction they're going in, they're going to be checking it down. And they'll probably uh, put the, uh, the offense completely around him. I mean, Larry's getting up there in age. Um, they don't really have any other offensive weapons, so yeah. I feel like they're really going to lean on him. The main question, like you said, is can he can he stay healthy? Yeah, definitely. One guy who was uh, really two guys on the same team, the Saints running backs, Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. None of us mentioned either one of those names. I had Kamara on my just missed list. Um, I I like Kamara a lot still going forward. I don't really like Ingram as much next year. I feel like this was kind of a peak season that – that he isn't really going to be able to repeat. Brandon, you had Kamara in your top four. Do you feel less – obviously you feel strongly that he's going to be the same guy moving forward. I would have had him in my top five, but I feel like there might be a little bit of regression just naturally from last season. Um, but you seem to really like Kamara still. Yeah, I mean, the the Saints had a great year focused on their offense around Ingram and Kamara. really opens up the passing game for Breeze. I don't see any reason why they would – why they would change it up there? Yeah, and uh, I, I saw you had Kamara written down as well. As well, uh, Will, did you? It was he on your just missed, just outside your top five. Yeah, he's he's my sleeper. Not my sleeper, just he. I, I couldn't find a place for him in the top five, but I can make a case for it. Um, the Saints have a really young team, especially on offense. The only person that is concerned with age is Drew Brees. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's, I mean he's still in his prime. So, but that's besides the point. Alvin Kamara is just a, a big aspect of that offense yeah I, I wanted to find a place for him as well it just felt like he he might have be kind of a guy where it's like you have to draw up a scheme for him he can't just naturally fit into like a regular offense running the ball that's probably foolish on my part to think that but that's kind of what held me back from putting him in the top five um another guy that's been in the top five consistently over the past few years Leshawn McCoy none of us said anything about Leshawn what, what do y'all feel about Leshawn moving forward I mean, he's definitely one of the guys who's. I mean, between him and David Johnson, I could have put him in there in there at five for mm-hmm. sure. I mean, he's what he's done over the past few years. I mean, I don't remember if you remember back a couple of years ago, people were saying whenever he left the Eagles, he was going to be nothing. Yeah. And he showed up on the scene at the Bills and just blew yeah. it up. So I think there's no question about his skill. Yeah, part of the thing for me, which is unfair to um, Leshawn, is that I know he's really worried about if I'm being fair to him or not, but. Uh, <laughs> It's just hard to put a Buffalo Bill, like put that much trust into a Buffalo Bill for some reason. Exactly. It's always like crappy weather and like snow and you just don't, they're bad and you just don't want to touch them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's 
that's kind of unfair to him. So who's a sleeper uh, that you guys have for the running back running back position? Somebody who you didn't have in your top five. They are, they might be a good player already, but you could see them bursting into that top five next by the end of next year, um, kind of surprising people a little bit. I'm going to sound like a bit of a homer when I say this, but I think Jay Ajayi. Um, <laughs> he was uh, he came in late in the season and still had, you know, for having been traded halfway through the season and only being on the Eagles for about 10 games total, he did pretty well. Had about 500 rushing yards and a few touchdowns. Um, I think, I don't know what the Eagles running back situation is going to be going into the next season, but I think he's going to be a big part of it. I'm not sure if LeGarrette Blount will be on the team next year or not. Yeah. So I think he and Corey, Corey Clement can... Uh, do some damage, and I think he's going to be a big part of that offense. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, somebody will have on his top five, Larry Fournette. Um, he's not on my top five, and he probably would, he's probably just at like eight or nine mm-hmm. if I were making a list. Yeah, same. But um, I think he could very easily end up being a top three running back with just what we saw last year. It's just he's young, and he's on the Jaguars. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, it's up in the air. There. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple of sleepers I had, I wrote four of them down, uh, which I guess is kind of cheating. Um I like Joe Mixon, somebody we talked about before we started recording. I liked him before last year. He didn't quite have as good of a season as I thought he would or hoped he would. Uh, but he's somebody that I could pro- perhaps see. Uh, also, uh, Derrick Henry with DeMarco Murray gone. Um, and also, Devontae Booker. I kind of had a thing for him the past <laughs> two years. I kept him on my bench as a uh, handcuff, and he just never really got that full opportunity. He was battling injuries last year, but... He can catch the ball in the backfield if the Broncos get a new quarterback, maybe change the offense up a little bit. Who knows? Devontae, I, I just like Devontae Booker um, for some reason. And one other guy who I had last year and loved for the three weeks until he tore his ACL, Dalvin Cook. He showed that he was he showed a lot of promise, and I think there's no reason to believe that he can't get right back to where he was. And if he's a full-time running back for a full season – Maybe not top five, but could definitely be a top ten guy. And I know you like Delvin too, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what he does because he, he could have been one of those rookie backs that was being talked about along with Kamara and, and Kareem Hunt, especially on on a team like the Vikings. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with, with him moving forward. Um, we can move on to our next position, a wide receiver. Brandon, if you want to go ahead and give your top five first for wide receivers. I will. I'm starting number five, uh, Michael Thomas. And number four, OBJ against better judgment. Number three, Julio Jones. Number two, DeAndre Hopkins. I'm finally on the train there. And number one, Antonio Brown. All right. Uh, five, Michael Thomas. Four, Larry Fitzgerald. Three, mm. DeAndre Hopkins. Two, Julio Jones. And number one, Antonio Brown. All right. Um, a lot of the same names, but maybe a little different order for me. Number five, I had Julio Jones. Number four, I had Michael Thomas. Number three, Odell Beckham Jr. Number two, DeAndre Hopkins. And number one, Antonio Brown. Um, I think it's pretty safe to say that Antonio Brown should be number one on everyone's wide receiver list, whether it's the way too early rankings like now, whether you're ranking last season, whether you're on draft day in 2018 picking, he's going to be number one receiver, maybe the number one player overall. Um, But... I think I feel like there's maybe six or seven names that can be talked about for this top five. It's just a matter of, of preference, really, for the order. Um, I love Julio. He's been on my team for the past two years. I had him at number five, and I almost wanted to not have him in my top five, honestly. 
uh, but he's just too too good to keep out. The touchdown things is is so frustrating. That's why I had him at number five. Um, I know you you guys both had him a little bit higher, but one guy I don't know if you did you have Michael Thomas? Yes, at five. Okay, yeah, that's one guy we all we all three had, and I think that's a really good pick for going into next year. I mean, he's had two really good seasons, but he's a really consistent guy, and I like Michael Thomas to have an even bigger year next year, assuming the regression of those two running backs comes down a little bit. What are your guys' thoughts about just the the wide receivers in, in general? My my top three: Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, and DeAndre Hopkins is interchangeable. I think any of those guys can be one, two, or three. And the only reason I say that, including DeAndre Hopkins, is Deshaun Watson. Yeah. If he gets Deshaun Watson, or when he gets Deshaun Watson back, and considering he stays healthy, DeAndre Hopkins, the sky's the limit. Really is. And for Julio at two, I, he just he was second receiving yards. And if he can just get the touchdowns to match mm-hmm. that, his, his points will go through the roof. And then, obviously, Antonio Brown is just between receiving yards and receptions and touchdowns. He, he's solid. Yeah. What's I, it? Go ahead, Brandon. I had Julio at three, obviously uh, a little higher than what you had him, who you've been a fan for and watching him a while. I just – I got to have him there because I think he's the best receiver in the league uh, physically and just the things he does is unreal. And so it's just kind of one of those things where I look at him and I watch him play and I'm amazed at him and I just – I can't put him any lower than three. And even I think three is too low. He's probably – Probably more skilled than DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is just a touchdown machine. Yeah, he's a target machine. And I'm glad Will brought up uh, Deshaun coming back because that's – even without Deshaun last year, he was able to put up numbers um, fantasy-wise. But with Deshaun, it's like – like you said, the sky's the limit, honestly. Those – He's somebody who could be number the number one receiver in fantasy without doubt, without without question, with Deshaun Watson uh, back at quarterback. I but when it comes to Julio, I kind of felt the same way. Even though I put him at five, it was like I, just, I can't not include Julio Jones, even if I have fantasy concerns about him. Uh, that's just not really an option with how talented he is. Two guys that are dear to Brandon's heart that I wanted to bring up that were not in the top, in in the top five: AJ Green and Mike Evans. I had them on my just missed list. Um, both top 10 guys, especially A.J., he was the toughest to leave out. Um, Mike Evans kind of saw a down year. That's a tough thing. To, it's really tough to call it a down year because it was coming off of a career year. Um, but how do you feel about those two guys moving forward? Um, man, I just watched so much of them this year, and they're just on two bad teams. Yeah. And that's that's really what it comes down to. Um, I, I know the Giants were bad, and I have OBJ in my top, but – I think with Eli coming back and, you know, getting a new coach in there, they're going to be good. But when it comes to Mike Evans and A.J. Green, yeah, they're great. A.J. obviously better than Mike. I think that he's definitely got a case for being in the top five. But I can't get Mike in there based on this year. I mean, he just – he was getting frustrated on the field, obviously. Mm -hmm. And they're throwing the ball to O.J. Howard, who's a new tight end. I'll touch on him a little bit later. But – I just don't – I don't really know what's going on with the Bucks. Jameis really struggled this year, and I don't know if I see him turning that ship around. Yeah, and the thing is, uh, like Odell – I mean, obviously Odell by himself is an extraordinarily good player. So really wherever he goes, like he's going to be a top guy. But they, they have a new coach, so they're having a new – like a whole new system come in. So the change – like – the Giants were bad, but you, you, they are making like efforts to become good. There, you see the change with the Bucks and the Bengals. They're just running it back. They have the same quarterbacks, the same coaches. They're just going to try to like help their offensive lines, I guess. But it's like that's not stuff that really brings you a lot of promise. Um, 
I, you're the only guy who had Larry Fitzgerald. That's a little bit of a surprise for me. So yeah. touch on Larry Fitzgerald a little bit. Um, well, with Larry Fitzgerald, is we didn't hear a lot from him last season, and he still finished ninth in fantasy points at the end of the season. Um, he used second receptions, and in a PPR league, that's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I don't know, whoever their new quarterback is coming this year is going to really look to him for some consistency and – you know, he's not going to – it's Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. It's hard to leave him off. Yeah, and like Brandon said, with David Johnson, <clears throat> there's really not many other choices for them on all, as, as weapons. Yeah, so it's like somebody's got to get some catches and, and yeah. yards. Yeah. Uh, before we move on, there's two other guys I wanted to touch on that I thought were very close – uh, have arguments to be in, the, in this, this, in this uh, top five. One was Keenan Allen. He's a PPR machine. His tar- targets are through the roof. And he was at healthy all last year, so he I, I'm pretty sure he ended up in the top five. Um, and the other one was my hero, somebody Brandon loves, Adam Thielen. <laughs> we'll, we'll discuss a little bit about possible free agent moves that could affect um, the, the fantasy landscape, but he Thielen showed that he was a legitimately a good wide receiver in the NFL. And if he gets – even if he just gets Case Keenum back, we, he showed what he could do with that. But if he gets a – uh, what's thought to be an upgrade at, at, uh, in Kirk Cousins, I feel like Thielen could repeat his season, and w- which was easily a top 10 uh, wide receiver season. Are you still as high on Thielen as you were during last year? I mean, he's a solid receiver. Like you said, I don't really know what the, the makeup of the, the Vikings is going to be at quarterback, and so I really struggle with him being in the top five just because – you know, I don't really know what that's going to look like. I feel like I know what the, the guys I have in the top five are going to look like. And I even like some guys more that weren't mentioned than Thielen. And um, I know we discussed off air about Stefan Diggs and kind of how Diggs is more of a boomer bust and Thielen's more of a solid guy. I still would put Thielen above Diggs in that situation. Um, but a guy like Devontae Adams, I put above mm-hmm. Thielen as well. Yeah, I was going to ask for, I was going to ask y'all if y'all had any sleepers for, for, um, wide receiver, so I guess Adams would be a guy that you could see him. I mean, he had a good year last year, but you could see him really being a top top receiver, maybe top five guy. Yeah, I mean, with Rodgers coming back and Devontae Adams really showing that he's the best receiver on that team, I think that, you know, in the offseason, him and Rodgers are going to draw it up. Devontae Adams is going to be the number one receiver on that team, and they're going to do some work this year. Yeah, I could see that too. Will, did you have any sleepers for wide receivers? Uh, again, I'm going to sound like a homer. But I, I had to split it between Nelson Aguilar and Alshon Jeffrey. Oh. <laughs> oh. No, you don't sound like a homer. <laughs> As you wear your Eagles Super Bowl champion hoodie. I sleep in this thing. You had a lot of sleeping going on with the Eagles. <laughs> um, the only reason I had Nelson Aguilar in there is because he had an amazing season compared to his first two seasons. But he had a breakout season this year and really showed himself as a, as a solid number two receiver. And then Alshon Jeffries, just because, like, he had his first year in Philadelphia, he had 12 touchdowns between the regular season and postseason, and he did break 1,000 yards, but that's not really as much on him as it is much as our offense is so spread out. Um, and he, he wouldn't even healthy this whole year. So yeah. if we get him healthy back next year. And Jeffries, a t- guy, like, he – He's going to have to have touchdowns because he's not going to be a high receptions right. guy. Right. And he's not going to probably not going to be a high yardage guy just right. like Antonio Brown would be. Yeah. But he, and he's a jump ball possession guy. So it's like right. he needs to be a, a touchdown, a high touchdown guy to be a big fantasy factor. So I had a couple sleepers. They're way deeper than the guys y'all just mentioned. One was Marquise Goodwin for the 49ers. Not that, not, not as a top five guy, but there's, 
they're probably going to pick up somebody in free agency, but they don't really have anybody uh, anybody else with Jimmy Garoppolo. He really did well with Jimmy those last five weeks or whatever. Um, and uh, the other guy was Corey Davis for the Titans, the rookie last year for the Titans. He was injured most of the year. Whenever he did play towards the end of the year, he showed a couple flashes, made a couple good plays. I think if they can get their offense turned around, he could be a, a big part of that. I don't really like him as much as Goodwin even, but uh, just somebody to keep an eye on, I guess. Um, Gone but not forgotten, Pierre Garçon on the 49ers. Oh, I was going to – dang it, spoiled him. But we get, we, we, we can still – well, I guess it, we're talking about receivers now, so we can discuss him uh, right now. So one thing I told these guys before was we were going to try to – Name some guys that we thought could be could win the Todd Gurley Award, which was somebody that we know is good. We've seen him be good. They kind of had a down year for whatever reason, injury, suspension, just bad year, whatever. But then they burst onto the scene in 2018 and have a huge year. One of the t- one of the best players in fantasy, or just a really good season, like Todd Gurley did. He was down um, in 2016. He had a huge 2017. But Pierre Garcon was one of the guys I had for that uh, for mine. Obviously, it was a little bit unfair because it's. From injuries, but me, Brandon and I loved Pierre Garcon going into last year. The few weeks he did play, he lived up to it. He was getting a ton of targets and receptions. Then he goes out for the year, hurting Brandon's team a lot. But <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned Pierre because I was going to bring him up, and I was going to, I was hoping that you didn't think about him so that you would be pl- uh, pleasantly surprised by Pierre. I might spoil you with this one too, but don't forget about T.Y. Hilton. Dang it! <laughs> I had him in mind. I'm just getting into him first. I mean, he's got injury luck on my back. Yeah. And if if that if they can somehow work it out, I mean Andrew Luck is a great quarterback as we've yeah. seen, and T.Y. Hilton's best receiver, and T.Y. Hilton's pretty talented as well. T.Y. Hilton's pretty good. He had some good, he had some you know shines of light this year. Oh yeah, even with terrible quarterback. Yeah, um, without without Luck, right. he was the kind of guy who you're you were so scared to start him. And you were also so scared to not start him because mm-hmm. it was either he was going to give you four points or he was going to catch like seven catches for 180 yards and two touchdowns <laughs> and give you like 36 points. You're like, what? But yeah, I, I didn't think about Ty. That's a, that's a really good one actually. There's just not anybody else in the Colts, any receivers that I can reliably say like, I, yeah, give the ball to them, Andrew. No, yeah, I mean, well, I'm going to mention him later, but Jack Doyle. He's all jokes aside. It's funny that he's. Jack Doyle, because he looks like Andrew Luck's like dumb cousin, but he's like actually a legitimately good tight end. He's probably their second best weapon outside of Ty. Luck likes to throw the ball at Dante Moncrief too. Yeah, he will if Dante's on the field. Yeah, we're not talking about the Colts though. I, no, I yeah. need to get off on, <laughs> on a tangent on the sticking Colts. Yeah. Uh, we can we can move the uh, tight ends if uh, will you want to give your tight ends five to one? All right, five to one. Five is Kyle Rudolph. Four is Rob Gronkowski, assuming he comes back. Wow. Three, Evan Ingram. Two, Zach Ertz. And number one, Travis Kelsey. All right. Um, my tight end, um, my tight end, I'm just realizing that we skipped quarterbacks. We'll just do a quarterback after tight end. My number five, uh, Hunter Henry. Number four, Evan Ingram. Uh, number three, Travis Kelsey. Number two, Zach Ertz. And number one, Rob Gronkowski. I'm number five, OJ Howard. Number four, Evan Ingram. Number three, Travis Kelsey. Number two, Zach Ertz. Number one, Gronk. That 2-3 was a game-time decision. Yeah, yeah. It, like, literally, right before we started recording, Brandon, what, what was it that... Oh, yeah, uh, he was. He goes like, oh, crap, Alex Smith isn't on the Chiefs anymore. I don't know about Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to put Kelsey at three, not two. Yeah. We had the same top three again. 
after your game time decision switch. So we have Gronk number one, and to me, that's kind of just like when you're filling out, when you're starting the top five, I, I just clicked tight ends, and then I was like, okay, well, obviously number one, Gronk. You had him at number four, Will. Why yeah. Why so low on Gronk? <laughs> well, obviously he finished number one in tight end, among tight ends last season, but there's a lot of a lot of talk about whether or not he's going to come back, and he's he didn't seem... I mean, it was just after he lost the Super Bowl, in all fairness, but he didn't seem very... I don't know. He just seemed like he was not looking forward to next season. It seemed like he was had his head in the head in the dumpster about something. So he seemed kind of worried. Yeah, and w- really with Gronk, it's a matter of health. Like yeah, everybody talks about every year, and so you just got to wonder when is he gonna like finally be done taking all these poundings and hits over the middle. If he's on the field, he's the number one tight end, I think. But that is a, that is a question mark every year. How much will he be on the field? How much will he be available? How effective will he be? And how much will they use him before it's time? It's like crunch time, and it's like. Uh, but that's really all with with Gronk that 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 I worry about honestly. One guy that we all mentioned that I was glad we all mentioned was Evan Ingram. I guess that shouldn't be too much of a surprise. He was a rookie last year. He dropped a ton of passes, but he also caught a ton of passes. Obviously benefited from all the injuries uh, from the Giants receivers, but he showed that he's like a, a legitimate pass catching tight end in the NFL. Uh, I, I was glad that we all had him in our top five. Do you guys? I mean, do y'all feel like he'll drop down with uh, uh, Odell and Brandon Marshall coming back? Do you th- feel like he showed that he's good enough to be implemented full time in the offense in, in, into the offense when they do come back? What are your thoughts on Evan Ingram? Um, I'm definitely on the. Uh fact that he, he's shown that he is talented enough and that in the offseason they'll definitely work work him in there mm-hmm. and I'm not so sure about Brandon Marshall I think he could end up stealing some target share there but I mean Ingram could definitely be a red zone target for them yeah. especially in in you know instead of running the ball they can't really run the ball yeah they're and, terrible running the ball. and uh Ingram could really be good there and I'm kind of I like him OJ Howard uh two rookies that came out and just really showed that they can play and I'm I'm a big believer that if, if they did that before the season with off season they'll work them in and they'll definitely get more work. Yeah. I I was gonna mention OJ Howard, you had him on your list. Honestly I didn't even really think about him. Mm-hmm. Why are you so high on OJ? Uh, I watched a lot of Bucks this year. Like I said <laughs> Fortunate, uh, fortunate. Yeah. And it just always seemed like they were really giving OJ Howard the looks in the end zone and he was catching some pretty big pretty big touchdowns. I watched him play Alabama as well. He's just really talented. And I know you have Hunter Henry. I mean, that's a guy that I could throw in there at, at five as well mm-hmm. in front of O.J. Howard. I think Henry's a little bit more proven, but yeah. uh, it's just, I don't know. He's got Keenan Allen over there. Yeah. And I feel like Keenan Allen and even Tyrell Williams, mm-hmm. and they have Mike Williams over there, soak up a lot of that target yeah. share. Throwing the ball to running backs. Yeah. As to whereas O.J. Howard could potentially get more of the target share. Yeah. Um, so, Will, did, do you do you have any? It's it was kind of tough to think of sleepers for tight ends, um, but did 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 you, did you think of any anybody that you would put under the sleeper category? I did. Before I say the name, I want to mention we all had Zach Ertz at number two. Yeah, all of us. I mean, with the wins coming back, I don't feel like there's any reason. And with Burton yeah. gone too. Yeah, and so like he's yeah, I doubt he's gonna be back. Anyways, my sleeper is Jimmy Graham. That's fair. Yeah, and just because, you know. I don't know. He's he's still in Seattle as of now, but yeah. there's rumors he could be going back to New Orleans. And if that's the case, then yeah. then like, he could he could be top five easily. Yeah, and I, he was one of the guys I had listed to talk about for possible free agents. 
I've I've seen like you said the Saints as the biggest as the most common uh, team attached to his name. I've also seen like uh, Bears, Lions, because uh, they're interested in trading Ebron. Apparently, I like Jimmy Graham because of he what he did for me. And even though he was horrible in the fantasy playoffs, I had <laughs> traded for him right when he started that like six game touchdown streak. But that's really all he was reliable for. That's why I have hesitations about him because, I mean, he's getting literally two catches for 14 yards, but he got a touchdown, so he got 10 points or whatever. So it's like – He's hit or miss. Yeah, very much. If he goes back to New Orleans, that will change my feelings just because we they've shown they know how to use a tight end. Um, but in that Seattle offense, it just seemed like he didn't fit and they were trying to force him where he really didn't – couldn't go. Um, but I, I, really, I feel like your tight end sleeper is your number five. Yeah, but I also have one more. Go ahead. Tyler Eifert. Oh, wow. Tyler Eifert was hurt all last year. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, Tyler Croft caught seven touchdowns. Yes, he did. Which the fact that Tyler Croft can catch seven touchdowns, I don't know if you remember 2016 Tyler Eifert. Mm -hmm. I think that if he can come back healthy this year, he could really soak up some touchdowns. And, I mean, he was really good then. If Tyler Croft can catch him, Tyler Eifert can catch him. And, I mean, he's a big body, kind of like the the Kelsey, Ertz, Mm -hmm. and Gronk types. Yeah, and he's uh, another tight end that could be on the move in free agency. Um, His biggest thing is obviously – just health staying on the field that's the that's why Croft was able to catch seven touchdowns and or, and Eifert caught zero because he was on the field and Eifert wasn't mm-hmm. I mean like you said two years ago two three years ago when he was amazing it was like oh this is baby Gronk like he's just catching balls jump ball, jump balls for touchdowns excuse the dog there uh but yeah he, he if he if he stayed healthy he would be an awesome tight end especially in the red zone um, the sleeper that I had was a guy I just mentioned in the, for the Colts. We won't talk about Colts too much anymore. Jack <laughs> Doyle. He was really good last year with Brissett. If Luck comes back, I feel like he'll only he'll only be as good or better um, with the lack of weapons they have and uh, with, with the upgrade at quarterback if Luck does come back. Um, so we can move on to our last position of quarterback. Switch up the order a little bit, just keeping you guys on your toes. So for quarterbacks, I'll go ahead and give mine from five down to one. My number five, Cam Newton. My number four, Tom Brady. My number three, Carson Wentz. Number two, Drew Brees. And number one, Aaron Rodgers. Will, how about you? Uh, Five, Drew Brees. Four, Tom Brady. Um, Three, Aaron Rodgers. Two, Carson Wentz. And number one, Russell Wilson. All right. Uh, Another game time decision for me. Uh, Number five, Deshaun Watson. Number four, Tom Brady. Number three, Russ Wilson. Number two, Carson Wentz. And number one, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, so the first thing I noticed is you don't have Drew Brees in your top five. No, but he was on my game time decision. Possibly number five. Oh, (laughs) it was between him and and Deshaun, I see. I took the youth. I see. Um, The second thing I noticed is both of you guys have Russell Wilson in yours. I do not. I had Russell Wilson in mind originally. This is one of my game-time decisions. When I thought about Jimmy Graham leaving, not I know I just talked not very highly about Jimmy Graham, but he, what, what he did do was catch touchdowns, and he was a huge red zone factor for them. I like Russell Wilson a lot. I, I think it comes down to he could be losing Paul Richardson in, the free, in free agency. He could be losing Jimmy Graham in free agency. Their offensive line is still really bad. I just – their running backs are still really bad. I just fear that his team around him might bring him down fantasy-wise. I don't think any differently about Russell Wilson. I think he's a really good quarterback. And I had him, like, number two, my, my number three before I did this thinking. That's probably going to end up making me sound stupid. That Those are the reasons that I 
that Wilson moved to my just miss list along with Deshaun Watson. Uh, do you guys not really fear any these free, possible free agents free agent moves hurting Russell that much? I I don't feel like the O line is a detriment to Russell Wilson. Obviously, that puts him at a at a big risk, but. That's part of what helps him make so many plays. That's true. That's a good Puts point. Puts him in position to make some plays with his feet. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know, man. I, I just I couldn't imagine my top five without Russell Wilson. Just yeah. after what he's done every single year. Um, obviously, I have Carson Wentz and Rogers above him, but this I mean, he's he's kind of in that perfect age age range for an mm-hmm. NFL quarterback that I really like. A lot of the guys are either getting older or they're younger, and kind of his class is kind of a really special class. And so I, li- I like him going into this year. I will trust Pete Carroll to be able to figure out what he needs to do with the Seahawks to get them winning games and to implement Russ Wilson and maximize his potential. Yeah. Uh, I, we all, I guess none of us have any concerns about wins coming back. I mean, I don't, so I, I, should, I ask that in a way of, that you guys should, but obviously I don't, so... I really don't think that you should. I do not. Yeah, I think Will. Well, yeah, we know Will's <laughs> answer. <laughs> he, had, homer, but. he has Nick Foles as his number two quarterback, <laughs> and Wentz as his number one quarterback. Oh man, Wentz was so good while he was playing, just slinging touchdowns to yeah. Hertz and yeah. Jeffrey, and yeah. it was just fun to watch. And I guess it's just I have him at number two in hopes that he's going to be the same as he was last year. Yeah, because he's fun. Because yeah, it'll be a fun year to watch if the Eagles are doing what they did last year. Yeah. So <clears throat> as we wrap up. We mentioned uh, a little bit ago our our Todd Gurley award for who we think could could be in that Todd Gurley situation, like I explained earlier. I gave one of mine, Pierre Garçon. the The other one that I put down is a little bit unfair, just because he he was didn't it wasn't like he had a down year. He was just out for suspension. But I put Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott. We know for a fact that he's a really good player. Uh, we know that he's a really good fantasy player, and. He had a quote unquote down year due to his suspension, but he's somebody who I could see literally doing what Todd Gurley d- did and going from, you know, middle of the pack to the number one running back in fantasy. I know that's kind of cheating, but that was the other person I put for that. I I put some question marks by a guy like Jordy Nelson. I, he he really relies on Aaron Rodgers a lot, and without Aaron Rodgers there last year, we saw that he wasn't that good. He might just be getting old and not that great anymore. Um, but he was another guy that I thought perhaps he could be, you know, go back to a top wide receiver once he gets Aaron Rodgers back. Did you guys have any good selections for, for that category? Yeah. Go ahead. Nope. Jinx. Will, you go ahead. I had uh, Derek Carr. Oh, yeah? And T.Y. Hilton. And I had a few others, but after we have discussed, I decided to nix those. But I think Derek Carr because, I mean, we've seen how good he can be mm-hmm. with that 2015, 2016 season. Uh, the Raiders were pretty good, and that was a lot of a lot of it was due to him. Um, and then this year, I don't know what I think it was just because he's injured and is coming off his injury in the playoffs the season before. And I think he can uh, if he can bring that bring back some of that consistency. I think he can, you know, do well. Yeah. In the NFL. Yeah, I mean, mine are all just so lame. I've got you know uh, DJ. Yeah, I, it was like I wanted to do the same hurt, thing, but it's but like anybody could. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's just I mean I. I touched on Tyler after a little bit why I think that he can come back. Not that he's going to be the number one guy, but, I mean, he can be pretty good. Um, Odo Beckham Jr. the same way, again, a revamp in the, in yeah. the Giants offense. I think that yeah. he could come out. And then Devontae Adams as well, who I spoke on. Yeah, yeah, you did have Devontae. Uh, but that's about it for me. I mean, Jordan and T.Y., 
also. Great yeah, TY is a good one. I'm, I'm glad you guys thought of that one because I did not. But that, that would be a good one that would actually fit that uh, description uh, a lot better than the other ones that we gave. Um, anything else you guys want to add as we close? No, this is just too much fun. Any Eagles comments that he that you want to give that aren't that you're trying not to be a homer, but I think so. Okay. I mean, I can think of something if you want. Me well, to yeah. Me. I mean, you not could. Not to be a but homer, but Corey Clement is yeah number six. Not to be a hom- <laughs> not to be a homer, but uh, Jason Kelsey is my number three tight end. They might move him from center to tight end. I don't know if they do. He's number three. <laughs> Uh, all right, thanks uh, thanks to Brandon and Will for joining. That was a lot of fun. We will be coming uh, back to you guys with more fantasy podcast uh, as as the season gets closer into the summer and uh, all that kind of stuff. With free agency coming up, um, we'll have some more stuff to talk about as we know where some bigger names are going and how that affects the fantasy landscape uh, and the NFL landscape overall. But um, until then, thank you guys for listening. And we'll talk to you guys next time. What a night for a dance, you know I'm a dancing machine. With the fire in my bones and the sweet taste of kerosene. I get lost in